365 Days of Sport. That's right, it's 365 Days of Sport, the greatest sports radio show on the planet, Mm -hmm. as you well know. It's me, Beefy, and to my right, the one and only, the Sultan of Bass. Ooh. Rob Bryce. The Sultan now. I'll, I don't I'll know. take that. That's better than like a prince or a, just a, the machine. I'm normally referred to yes, as the, the, the machine. Yes, the machine. I've even. seen that. It's I've seen that. It. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here on a uh, early on a Saturday morning yes, for Saturday a change. Bit of a mix yep. up. A bit yep. of a bumping around, thought trying I'd, new things. Thought I'd wake up early on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually, for the first Friday since I can remember, did not touch one drop of anything last night. Yeah. I was hard at work trying to finish our trailer and I got yep. involved and all of a sudden it was 11 o'clock at night. I said, well, there's no point cracking Jeez, anything my, now. I'm picking my jaw up off the floor yeah. as we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, well, it's because I went out about three nights during the week. Oh, okay. So it made oh, it a yeah, bit, yeah. bit easier, you know. Roll with it. Roll with it. Friday's just another day, Rob, as you well know. Well, it's all in the mind. It's all how you perceive things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's no Perception real rules there. Perception is reality, yeah, as yeah, we well know. Yeah, yeah, Any day, every day is the same. Hey. Christmas Day could be um, whatever you want it to be. Exactly right. Yeah. What have you got for us? Well, talking about perception is reality, mm. did you see there's a guy taking science works to court? Science works? Science works what, in Melbourne. What have they done wrong? Well, they've got an exhibit mm. where they project Kathy Freeman running. So yep. she's running on the wall, and the idea is they've built a little track right. where you can run faster than Kathy Freeman. Okay, and there's copyright on Kathy Freeman running or something No, no, like no. That? This yeah. guy decided to take her on mm. and play it into a wall, <laughs> trying to beat her. <laughs> did he win? Well, I think he did. Yeah, well, but that's not, worth it. But, but not in life, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, because, what, what, uh, how, what's the sort of distance there, Sarah? How does it work? Ten metres. Ten metres? Allegedly, yes. So it's just an off-the-mark... So like Kathy uh, Freeman's running along and you've right. got to try and beat him. But mm. um, apparently he got so into it, he, well, forgot to look forward right. and played into a wall. Do you know Jonah Lomu was the fastest man in world rugby? Over fact, 10 metres. I think even including sprinters, I think he was actually the fastest man in the world over 10 metres, which is why he was so lethal, because off-the-mark no one could get him. Imagine Big that, man. Imagine that in the Olympics, mm. the old 10-metre dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's always the say power, uh, Robbie, heave. Robbie Fowler, he was yeah. the fastest player over three yards. Robbie Fowler? Yeah, Robbie Fowler. Three yards? Three yards, yeah. Okay, Is it, was it just like a standing leap? Was it like one of those no, kids no, at the Greenland thing? It was a striker, yeah. and obviously if you give anyone three yards of space when you're okay, striker, bang, so bang yeah. back in the net. Off. So that's yeah, what yeah. he, uh, yeah, that's where he's playing to fame. Anyway, back to our man who's hit the wall. Yeah. What's, what's, what's happened? So, um, so in this thing, you know, people can pit themselves against the 400-metre gold medalist, Kathy mm. Freeman. So this guy, he had a warm-up effort, mm. and uh, he thought he wanted to have another go at beating Kathy Freeman. And he's, all these little things made me think I could beat her. I got a bit mm. competitive, thinking, I can take on Kathy Freeman, he said. I focused in, took off, and I'm still not sure what happened. It's a bit of a blur. I realized I couldn't stop after the finishing line. I thought, what am I going to hit? I couldn't see it, because it was all so dark. <laughs> then I was 30 centimeters from the wall. I saw it was going to stop me. Right, so, so and it was the wall. It was the wall, yeah. yeah. So he's suing him for not having a, uh, like a crash mat. Right, or just some or sort a, of bit more give. Or a door. Or maybe just he could be a bit less of a psycho yeah. at, at the science museum and not sort of, yeah. you know, make it his so that, huge feat for the day to try so, and take down Kathy Freeman. So I love the note on here, it says, mm. the court case is ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's got a lot of grey area to me. Yeah, yeah. stupidity shouldn't pay. Well, what, what sort of damages is he looking for here? What's, I, he, what's, he broke his neck. He broke his neck. Yeah. 
Oh hell! Yeah. Oh Punctu- well, that changed. And that- a punctured lung or something. So what the hell was he doing? <laughs> he was going pretty fast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Ten meters. Who knew you could do? So that's like. So if you actually, that's basically an example. Yeah. Of what a human being can do if they just run as fast as they can <laughs> into a wall. Into a wall with nothing else going on. Yeah. Like even Kathy Freeman aside. Yeah. That's imp- he can do a lot of damage. Apparently, if you, if so. you really try, your yeah. best. If you if focus, you really try. Yeah, and apparently, if you don't intend to, it's even worse. Yeah. Okay, oh, well, good. what's his name, this man? Uh, I'm not going to say, just in case we get into trouble. Okay. Not, Dean Smith, 44. We'll sued for, for mockery. <laughs> Dean Smith, 44, of uh, Victoria. Well, hey, have you ever been dropped for any stupid reason? Or have you failed to play a sporting event for something stupid? Oh, no doubt I have. Uh, one time when I was about 12, I told, I told him I was sick, but actually I wanted to go to Rainbow's End in, in oh. Auckland, in New Zealand, which is like a really shithouse house theme park that's probably like off the top park. of my head yeah. but normally I'd, no, I'd pride myself on turning up no matter what well, state yeah, yeah, that's it's, it. it's, yeah. what about forgetting your kit no no, no. If I'd, oh, probably at some point nothing off the <laughs> top of my head yeah, yeah. so Aaron Finch yep. got dropped from his IPL team this yep. week because his kit didn't turn up his kit didn't yeah. turn up so they were playing away yep. so the kit all the team's kit came back yep. apart from his Okay. so he didn't play right Hang on, so he's been dropped like it's his fault? Well, the, the, the quote was, unfortunately, this is the captain at the toss, unfortunately, Finchie, he'll miss out today because he lost his kit bag, explained Lions captain Suresh Reiner, <laughs> of the decision to select Jason Roy in place of Finch. His <laughs> kit bag didn't arrive You'd on time. You'd hope at that level that would be a pretty straightforward sort of procedure. That's exactly I right. Thought. But, uh, well, disappointing. That's the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disappointing indeed when you get paid per match in the IPL. Oh, it's like the can't bowl, can't throw guy got dropped because of the song. Yes. So that's an odd way of getting yeah, dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think you'd be able to borrow a kit, but no. You, what? They what? Have, like his bat pads can't do everything. Even, everything didn't turn he wouldn't up. Have even had, he would have had, wouldn't have had a named shirt, I guess. Well, he could have been could Suresh Reiner for the day. Yeah, yeah. But Just because of his contract deal with um, Gray Nichols or New Balance, whoever he's with. Oh, he can't do that. Couldn't wear couldn't. the gear. That was it. So he couldn't play. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, isn't it? What's, what's the world coming to? Why, I'm why glad you not? said that. Jesus. What is the world coming to? So, yeah. It's just a bit of cricket. We're paying you like... A million dollars for four weeks or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Not, yeah. not important. And he's mm. the he's one of their star men as well. Finch. Yeah, you know he's at the top of the order. He's top of the order, Australian. I mean, he's not having a great year. Nah, um, he's sort but, of gone off the boil a bit. Yeah. Aaron Finch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Mm. Well, so what, congratulations yeah, on, uh, well done, on Finchie, that. Yeah, well done, Finchy. Had a night off. Well, yeah. great performance. Mm-hmm. So, what mm-hmm. about this in Sarasota as well? This uh, tennis match on yeah. the satellite tour live on ESPN Six got interrupted by shenanigans. Has Steel Phone in a deficit situation? Well, that is the most bizarre situation. I don't know how to put this, folks, but somebody's phone going off in the stands. And it was an adult video. 30-15. I still hear it. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> what is going it on? can't be that good! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> no, that's not a phone. That is... That's an apartment across the lake. <laughs> oh, my God. 4815. Well, everybody was looking around to see where that was coming from and finally figure out that yeah, wasn't a video. Brilliant. Very good. I love well, that's... Uh... <laughs> Oh gosh! I thought it sounded like I thought I couldn't work out what the hell was going on myself. They yeah. definitely sounded like a phone initially. Yeah. Um, what what tournament was that at? So the Sarasota Open in Florida, and that was Francis Tiafo and Mike Mitchell Kruger. It's you know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of those old uh, great wide world of sports uh, piss takes that uh, Billy Bernard <laughs> yes, used to Yes, that's do. right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like oh my god. Oh my god, a testicle has popped out of her costume. <laughs> I find tennis incredibly boring, so uh, yeah. yeah. That, so they, that they made found, a little more exciting for yeah, you. Yeah, well, they found something better to do than watch tennis on a midweek. They were really vocal. Really they going were. for it. She was. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah, loving yeah. life. Really bringing I love a new the angle way to the show. That, that, uh, the, that was one of the players that said. It um, was one of the players. Yeah, that said, he can't be that good. <laughs> Which I thought, that's fantastic. But that, uh, that makes tennis a lot more exciting. Yeah, a bit of noise. Bit of, bit of volume, bit of, well, bit of action. That's the news for this week. And mm-hmm. I, uh, we have a special guest who's flown in unbelievably all the way from Bali. Just, just to come on just, our show yeah, for no got, other reason. Going back tomorrow. Yeah, yes. We, yeah, we've we got a huge budget on this show. We can pay <laughs> for anyone to do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have uh, Paul Winslow is in the studio, is famed author, one of the founding fathers of the Barmy Army, passionate English cricket tourist, mm. footballer, uh, used, to, used to be uh, bowls magnate. In, in Australia. Quite the curriculum vitae. Oh, unbelievable. Welcome, Paul. Welcome to the show. Lovely Hence to have you in. here. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> On this early Saturday morning, I know you've had uh, two heavy nights. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's worth getting out. I better talk to you guys. Oh, yeah, goes without saying. Thank you so much. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. uh, you're living in Bali now. I am living the dream, yeah. <laughs> if you could say that. Five beers for the price of one in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. That is the dream that I'm living. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the rest of it is kind of the palm trees are nice, the beaches are nice, but the yeah. fact yeah. is the beer is about fifth the price. So. Right. Yes, so apart the, from you've got to drink bin Major tank. thing in everyone's well, life, I suppose. Yeah, you do have to drink bin tank, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So be it. It's not the worst. Well, if it's only a dollar a beer. Exactly. So how does the schedule work out for you? So you got so you have your cruise along in Bali, and then when cricket season rolls around, when the when the Ashes comes around, you're you're right in there, you're sort of uh, taking the lead. Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of going back a few years ago, I was working for the Barmy Army, so I just did all of it home yeah. and away. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you know, I've got one of those things called jobs, which right. does get in the way a little bit. Um, Boring. I, yeah. The, the story about Aaron Finch actually just reminded me of my failed attempt to watch cricket overseas last year. So, forgot <laughs> um, about that. Yes. I was. Um, yeah, I, I thought you'd just put that in deliberately <laughs> to kickstart this story. Again. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get that one. Because of all the amazing experiences I've had around the world watching cricket, mm. and then last year I was um, I was working out of Dubai for a few weeks, and I thought oh, I'll go over to Wysag and watch the Test match and mm-hmm. catch up with my mates. And I was in London before Dubai, and I just I was really sort of stressed and running around with work. So I, I got an e visa from the Indian Embassy online and it said there's only 16 ports where you can actually go into the country and right. then I, I booked my ticket from Dubai and it said Dubai to Isaac one stop Hyderabad I'm like good Hyderabad mm-hmm. it's on the list mm-hmm. happy days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every time I've ever done that you know you get off you do your international flight you get yeah. off you clear immigration then you jump on a domestic flight yeah uh, no not this time no couldn't get off the, it was the same plane it landed 
they basically wouldn't let me off. They mm. cleaned around me. They're kind of lifting my feet up and like hoovering underneath my feet and I'm wiping my head, I think. It was just about ridiculous. All the meantime, I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. This could be a bit of a problem. So I turned up to Wysag, which is, I'm sorry, Wysag, it is one of the world's worst airports and I've been to quite a few of them. Mm. And basically got told now I wasn't allowed in the country and they were going to deport me back to Dubai. And okay. I, I sat around in the airport for 12 hours, being babysat without my passport and then went back home. Right, well, that's a great trip. Yeah, it great was, adventure. It was, it was epic. Yeah, yeah. You know? The fact that the cricket ground was about 20 k's away. <laughs> yeah. There were friends I hadn't seen in over a year oh, who were all sat there texting me. And Except the texting didn't work because there was no Wi-Fi in the airport. I was hot-spotting the immigration was guy's phone. Even, was there booze on the plane even or something? Or is no, it, no. What, what airline was this, Paul? I think it was... It was Emirates, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I mean, and the, the thing is, they even checked my visa as I got on. So that they, like, you have to provide your visa. To get go, on the yeah, plane. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right then, no problem. So uh, that was... That's a, a bit of a balls a, up. A, it was around. a little bit of a balls yeah. up. So yeah. I kind of sat in the airport talking to the immigration guy and I said, you know, I could buy you a flight to Hyderabad. We could be there in 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You can take me to the immigration office in Hyderabad. <laughs> yeah. Clear all this stuff out. We'll fly back and you can go home. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no yeah. you got to no. go back to Dubai, mate. So, because yeah. so, yeah. we had our own uh, situation in coaching mm. in India. Is that, I can never remember the yeah. name of the place. Where we're in, even in, we were in transit in limbo <clears throat> in limbo, and they kept us in a glass room yeah. with a Finnish girl. Um, we had one minder each that sat yeah, right, yeah. right beside <laughs> us, and all six of us fell asleep. Yes, just in this room, I and uh, they kept us for three hours, and nobody knew what to do. Nah, it was a shambles. But then, as soon as I got it, we got out. All they wanted to do was take us to the bar at like eleven a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, but, well, yeah. that was my key thing. As the the sort of thing was finally over, and obviously sitting in that airport for twelve hours a day was you know take out the fact that I was missing the cricket couldn't mm, get into yeah. the country it was one of the most boring experiences of my life and just as we were walking they gave me a passport so will you come back to India soon sir oh. <laughs> yes. I just looked at him I said well am I allowed he goes well of course you've got a visa it's valid for a month <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. I'm going basketball. Basketball. We don't really hear too much about Benders, but there's one guy in particular that is off the rails. Right. Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson of the... Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, yeah. What sort of period are we talking here? Late 90s, all the way through 2000s. The Spice Girls (laughs) starting to take over the world at this point? Yeah, that's right. That's what sent him into Mm. uh, drinking oblivion. Okay. Basically, he was a serial drinker, just Mm. got on it. All the time. Mm-hmm. Iverson once threatened his wife, Tawana, that he would pay a man $5,000 to have her killed. He also gambled away and drunk away $200 million. That's a That's a lot, okay. isn't it? Didn't need to do that, really. Could have no, no, no. It. He could have hung on to a bit. How's, how's finances a, nowadays? Is he going all right? Is he uh, going to get recovered? Or? Oh, I think so. Okay. I think he's Wrote a, a book or something? Uh, Reebok used to pay him $10 million a year just to wear their gear. That's a good haul and from keep Reebok. And uh, keep up this uh, bad boy image as well okay. so they could sell more shit. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Iverson also told Tawana they would pay someone a million dollars to testify in divorce court that they had an affair with her. <laughs> yeah, I love this. His price scale for nefarious deeds strikes me as poorly thought out. So he'll pay someone a million dollars to mm-hmm. testify, but only $5,000 to kill her. Tawana also I'm glad accused... he specified that. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, there's differential. Tawana also accused Alan of numerous instances of spousal abuse, including stepping on her barefoot and grinding his boot heel into her, punching her in the back while laughing out loud, that's a kidney shard! Everson <laughs> um, was an absent father who once left his young kids alone in a hotel room for a whole night to go and get hammered. His most famous instance of being... Uh, on the on the gear, basically turned up to a press conference, absolutely shit faced. Mm. He repeated the phrase, "We're talking about practice." 
22 times. Okay. So he just went on and why, on. Why, why do you want to talk about practice? Well, I don't know. It was an end-of-season thing. And okay. They kept it wasn't an official game. About, no, they kept yeah. talking about his drinking. But okay. he was absolutely lit. Yeah. If he'd have been sober, he would have been able to get himself out of the mess he created for himself. Iverson never bothered to work out as a pro and sometimes ate four hot dogs in a row before taking the court. That's good. So, yeah. I like that approach. Yep. He got so drunk one night, he lost mm. a one-on-one match with Nelly. <laughs> he was obviously so impossibly drunk he got beat in basketball by a guy who's shorter than Little Bow Wow <laughs> so and he was he was out drinking with Joey Crack who I've never heard of mm-hmm. one night in New York and they were out drinking till 6am uh, Everson f- slept on Joey Crack's sofa yep. and then went and shot 50 on the New York Knicks that night well, that's good. Yeah, that, that, so that's, gets, that's part of the best part so far is that he, he yeah. pulled through. Was so he, he was he a pretty sharp player on the whole? He's in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the okay. greatest ever players. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's absolutely uh, just legendary and a real go getter. Always <laughs> I, moving forward. I love this bit as well. Thanks to Iverson, the Hilton near the Sixers practice facility sold more Cristal, the champagne made famous in rap songs, than any other establishment in the country. My word. So we just got on it, yeah. So uh, Congratulations again, in, in once his, again. In his, in his, mm. Finally, in his divorce settlement, the judge actually made him uh, not drink for 18 months. How did he, he go with that? Did he well, succeed? I don't know. He's, There's no follow-up on hopefully that? Hopefully he did. And uh, he's not allowed to consume any alcohol. The case was dismissed. For 24 hours before seeing his kids, so. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that he has pushed through successfully yeah. in the face of uh, incredibly poor behaviour. Yeah. So, so he, that, he's a big qualifier for greater sporting business. Oh, definitely. And in, in his... Last Rose's career, mm-hmm. he went and played in Turkey and right. places. I think he was even tacked to come to Australia at one stage just to make some money so he could uh, pay his bills. Now, Paul, what we're looking here from you is we need someone who destroys himself and is a disgrace to themselves. And <laughs> I know plenty of those. <laughs> but then somehow manages to pull it together and succeed. Either succeed or horrendously fail. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Freddie Flintoff. Uh, yeah, that was the obvious yeah, one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But we talked about the fact he took three Viagra a night before a test match, then ran himself out because he he couldn't really run properly due to <laughs> yeah, uh, he couldn't he couldn't <laughs> uh, he couldn't get back to a normal state again. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, that's news to you. Uh, that is news to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've seen Freddie <laughs> listen to a few our, times, but listen I to our show. I've got lots of different news. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I haven't done my homework. I feel yeah. really bad. Um, I mean, I can think of several people who have watched Just cricket and, uh, and embarrassed themselves in, yeah. in um, very circumstances but mm. you know there is a kind of code between us that um you know you don't share my embarrassing stories and i, right. I won't share yours right um, so not to be told on radio shows for example well you know preferably not i mean when i you know yeah. it, it was quite an interesting exercise mm. when i was writing um my first book all about the sort of going on tour with the barmy i mean you kind mm. of you have all of these stories and then you sort of go oh i'm not sure i want to share that <laughs> yeah. one I, so there is one in the book actually so i hope and i won't tell my mate that i'm on this show so i'll, I'll share it. it was of a guy who we were in um, Mumbai and everybody was getting very, very antsy with the cab drivers because you'd get in a cab and you'd give them the business card of your hotel and say, do you know where that is? And they'd mm. always nod and no, say, no, yes, no. you know what the score is. <laughs> and anyway, everyone, you know, so eventually, mate and I get in the back of this cab. We go through the rigmarole. Do you know where the hotel is? Yes, I do. Then he gets out and my mate just cracked it I still don't know what he was thinking of but he basically decided that he got out of the back seat of the car and decided to get in the front seat of the car and was going to drive the taxi I don't know what he was thinking for two reasons A well, it was three A it's clearly a bonkers thing to do yeah, yeah, and we yeah. were lucky to get out of there alive mm. B he didn't know where the hotel was so it's not right. like he could have done it sure but C's the cracker 
He didn't have a driving license and couldn't drive. <laughs> a few factors against him there. How did it work out in the end? Um, I pulled him out the front of the cab and oh. basically got him in the hell out of Dodge so that we right. didn't get beaten up by a bunch of angry people. Did, did he actually people. get the car going? Did he, did no, he no, 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 no. no. He, he I don't think he would even know where to put the key. Sure. <laughs> that, that's okay. the level of driving experience yeah. this guy nice. had. Well, he sounded like he, made, he was very assertive, though, in his thinking. Well, you know, Despite whatever the consequences, he, he made his real statement. That he was, there's a fine line between assertiveness and stupidity. Yeah, and I yeah. think he was on the wrong side of it this yeah, time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, for sure. I love no the doubt. I love the processes in his mind thinking, no, I'm going to drive this cab myself, even mm. though limited driving experience. Yeah. Stormation. You could have nicked a full storm a, a tuk-tuk. That would have been interesting. Uh, that has been done. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, tuk-tuk races in places like Sri Lanka are sort of a ton of penny. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, the irony of, like, in the morning, you get in a tuk-tuk and you go, God, that tuk-tuk driver was an absolute idiot. He was going really, really fast and, like, really, really dangerous. And then you have a few beers at the cricket and you get in the tuk-tuk and go, come on, mate, you've <laughs> got to beat that tuk-tuk over there. Um, well, I hope you don't, like, get a whip out or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you just, no, yeah. you wave no, cash. It was a night in um, north of India. Everything seems to come back to India, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. that's where everything happens. And there was uh, a bar and it was the only good bar and then outside they had uh, cycle tuk-tuks so like the mm-hmm. actual pedal mm-hmm. ones that you had to, um, but for some reason you know we would get out at the end of the night and then just give them the money but tell them to get in the back because we <laughs> yeah. wanted to cycle them yeah. and on the last night we were there um, there's a there's a guy called Graham who uh, is, is very famous in Barmy Army circles Graham's not svelte slim character no. shall we say right um, and I had him as my passenger and the other guy <laughs> mm-hmm. and was Determined to win because obviously it's very important, and mm-hmm. there was a U-turn on the way, and I managed to stack the guy's entire bike <laughs> nice and one. then sort of pick the bike up and say, "Just get in because we still need to win the fight." <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of the Barmy Army songs. There, I often find it interesting how there's a lot of thought and a lot of wit. The whole crowd always laughs whenever they hear them. And Australia, the comeback seems to just sort of have someone's a wanker, and that's about it. Let's change the name. <laughs> da, yes. da, 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 just yeah. like that's let's sort of just do that yeah um, why, why, why do you think they can't get together and sort of come up with something a, a little more competitive you know they did sort of try and I, I remember um, being in Sydney back in 0203 I think and you know they had a trumpeter and mm. you know they had song sheets and mm-hmm. you know they, they kind of try and then it just mm. sort of it just dies to death because as soon as they start doing anything we just pipe up and yeah. dominate yeah, them anyway yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, I've had this conversation with so many people because I mean the, the sporting cultures are they're not as different as everybody thinks but I think yeah. um, a lot of it has you know it, it's basis in football in the UK obviously the, the singing that goes on there and the, and the chants and, and that's been a thing for you know probably since the, I don't know 50s, 60s and obviously in Liverpool in the 60s there was a lot of that side so it's sort of inbred into the culture but you wouldn't yeah. think it was that difficult to actually put into a culture yeah, given yeah, that yeah, yeah. every time we come here well, I don't think Australians are very good singers on the whole I think I don't the- know whether you've heard the Barmy Army but we're pretty <laughs> awful <laughs> we kind of go with if there's a lot of us you won't realise yeah. quite how bad we yeah. are so right, right. There's, I think Australians are a lot more passive in the way they watch sport aggressive in the way they abuse English people but yeah. passive in the way they watch sport so right. um, we, we do have a favourite game with them uh, away from the singing as well because there's there's a few of us have a passionate hatred of beach balls at the cricket <laughs> and it's just it, it gets worse every year and I think we all probably need to go to counselling for it because it's probably not as important and as big a deal as we think but it kind of distracts everybody and this is I mean this goes back to what you're saying about I mean, it's not just Australians because this happens in the UK as well mm-hmm. but you know you're watching cricket and you sort of they're sat there kind of you know the tension could be amazing you know great bowling great batting and the battles going on and then people put a beach ball in there and they go 
Uh, beach ball <laughs> yeah. oh, beach ball yeah, yeah. Oh, beach ball's coming near me can I get a touch of the beach ball oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a touch of the beach ball yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah. so was the cricket yeah yeah so yeah, we just yeah. um, make a point of um, whenever the beach balls come near us we, we just pop them yeah uh, and that tends to make them very very angry to, um, I think when to, when, uh, when the beach ball and the mixing waves start taking over that that's when you know that, that you're failing as, as, as entertainers or as a spectator yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. like do you know what if you want to play with a beach ball there's a beach down alright <laughs> yeah you can have fun. You can go in the sea as well. So, but um, yeah, we got called some very, very rude names by uh, a lot of Australian fans um, when we were doing that once in the last Ashes. So, kind of look forward to doing that again because it really, really winds them up. Well, it's very, very soon, isn't it? Uh, it is very soon. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. November. It's be exciting. Love the cricket. Love it. They probably just say you lot are wankers. <laughs> um, you lot are wankers. <laughs> uh, we got a bit of that. Yeah. Um, I was. I was sat next to a female friend of mine. Um, when this started happening and he goes mate I hope your wife divorces you <laughs> and I just turn around and I'm like oh no that was, that was even worse than that he goes oh, I think it was something like I think your wife's a wanker or something like that <laughs> <laughs> I, I just turn around and I said well when I get home and tell her you've said that she'll be very upset yeah. <laughs> I think part of it when we when we talk about the Aussies and they, they you know they'll sing something mm. and the, the thing is with the Barmy Army because it's a little bit creative the response is very quick yeah. And then the Aussies can't, you know, can't keep up with their off-the-cuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not ad-libbers. Yes. Yeah, improvise. Yeah. The well, speaking of someone who is a bit of a wanker, I've got a little bit here about uh, this week in Great Sporting Ben. Yes. I tried to find sports you would not expect to hear misbehaving. I like it. I've got drunk sumo punches oh, manager. Beautiful. Yeah. So this guy, uh, Japan's most famous sumo wrestler, is in hot water for getting drunk during a Grand Slam tournament oh, wow. and punching one of his managers. Mongolian Asaharu Akinori is one of only two grand champions in Japanese sumo and is regarded as one of the greatest wrestlers in the sport's history. But he's also known as a perennial bad boy. Nice. Once again, he's fallen foul for the sport's consecutive authorities for getting drunk after the sixth day of the Togo tournament and then punching his manager. When asked about the incident, Asoru replied that he always did that sort of thing and it was no big deal. <laughs> the 154-kilogram Mongolian is just one victory away from winning the tournament, apparently. So I like that attitude. You know, if you do it, it's, it's, if you do it all the time... It's the norm, which means it's fine. Yeah. No big deal. So, is he actually confirmed drunk? Because uh, you've got to drink a lot of piss to get One, drunk when you're 154 kilos. Mm. I mean, we talked about Andre the Giant and his uh, huge sessions when he wasn't really drunk. I don't, I don't know. There's no mention of quantity, unfortunately. Okay. It was oh, a, just a brief in and On out. The- Here's another one. Boozy chess grandmaster <laughs> passes out mid-game. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Roistering Russian grandmaster Vladislav Chaikev, long famed as the Oliver Reed of the international pro chess circuit. Whoa, that's some that's some commitment. <laughs> Reportedly passed out drunk during a tournament match in India and had to be carried off. Uh, India again, see? <laughs> India. Every, all, all India. <laughs> According to the Indian Express, grog-swilling brain box Chaikev, born in Russia, but nowadays playing as a Frenchman, has uh, was already well 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 lubricated. Dressed up as one of them. <laughs> was already well lubricated at the beginning from an early match. He nodded off several times while pondering his strategy, and had to be awakened by nearby players. <laughs> <laughs> then, according to the Express, the thirsty player left the table and briefly refreshed himself in the change room whilst his opponent waited. 
After returning to the match, his condition worsened and the boozy Grandmaster eventually passed out completely, slumping unconscious across the table. Attempts to revive him failed. <laughs> <laughs> and he eventually had to be carried off. Nice. Can you just go back to what, what was it? Grog Swilling Brain Box. Grog Swilling the famous. I would like a here. business card with yes, that on. That's so, it. What, what do you do? I'm a Grog Swilling Brain Box. That's exactly right. That's a great combo. So there Chess. you go. Chess. Greatest morning benders. Chess has made, it, made its debut. He's actually a bit of a dodgy lad all run. He, he's a uh, he's also a bit of a bad boy of the chess oh, circuit, and go. he's even started up this uh, hot women in chess magazine, <laughs> and, and he's managed to get the top ten hottest female chess players to do like full nude centerfolds. Oh, beautiful! It brings a whole new meaning to uh, porn magazines. He is. Oh yes. He oh well, he called it. Pun. I think he called it porn queen or something. Oh, P-A-W-N. Beautiful. Yeah, 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 well he probably invented that drinking game where you have like one shot on one yeah, yeah on as soon the, as you lose chest. it yeah, you, get, yeah. you have to have a shot Man, that yeah, was probably him yeah uh, well that's uh, basically greatest sporting oh, that, I love week. that that's good good work Rob alright worst song in the world so we played the first song that came to his head it just so happened to be it was the worst song in the world it was the worst song in the world listen to the song and it's clear among because the words don't fit and the song is shit you're a talentless Well, I, last week I claimed that I'd found the greatest, worst song in the world of all yeah. time. Wouldn't you know it, one week later, yeah. I may have topped it again. Every time. This, 1986. 86. 86. So what we've got here, Paul, basically, we find sports songs that are horrendously bad. When sports and artists get together and they try to make some sort of fusion concoction, yeah. then it doesn't work out. So we've done a few FA Cup songs, because yep. that's yeah, the, yeah. We are, the UK, time. we revert straight back to that. We haven't done um, Hoddle and Keegan yet, uh, and those ones, and Waddle and... Oh, Waddle and Hoddle, Diamond Waddle. Lights. <laughs> Diamond, there you go. Absolutely. That could be on the cards fairly mm. soon, but uh, yes. I've just noticed in my research that in 1986, a lot of bad stuff came out, particularly in America. I, I right. think it might have been one particular group of guys that got and started making these Rick James-style super freak sort of raps with the players doing their own yeah. rap about how they perform in the team. Last week was the LA Rams with Ramit. This week we've got the New York Mets with Metsmerized. You can turn this off already. <laughs> turn it up. I feel like I've been hypnotized. I'm George Foster. I love this team. The Mets are better than the Red Machine. I live to play, and that's my thing. This year we're going to win the series ring. Play together. Our team's real tight. A mess with us, we're dynamite. Strawman Daryl, it's all the same. You call him Barry. What's in a name? Thank you, George. You're a classy guy with your black back. You know we sure rely. This, this is a business. <laughs> California. Is where I'm from, but for New York, I hit home run. <laughs> you know we got. We're the beat of the east. This isn't just when the worst sports song the in the world. This the is the worst is song in the world. Did Daryl Daryl Strawberry Next really struggle there? It wasn't flowing. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> oh my word! This what that is. is my name? What can I say? You know they call me Doctor K. No. <laughs> I just love it. 
best thing. Later on, one of the Hispanic guys comes in and he can barely speak English. Oh, yeah. It's, it's particularly good. That's, um, that's the part where it gets better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when it really you're goes a, you're, you're a Liverpool fan. What year was the Anfield rap? Because that, as soon as I heard that, that reminded me of the Anfield rap. It was, uh, yeah, it's exactly what sprang to my mind, and the fact that John, it makes John Barnes sound like Eminem. <laughs> yes. You know, in, in terms of the rapping states, it's just like it's just gone. You know, you thought John Barnes was quite low, and then you just realised actually there was quite yeah. a lot below him. Yes. So, uh, I've got eighty-six in my I, head. I that, had eighty-six in my mind as well um, for so, uh, yeah, Anfield. Yeah. Was... No, that's truly awful. Yeah, that's that, abysmal. Mind you. That's the Australian cricket fan sort of level, <laughs> really. <isn't> it? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's really insulting. Well, I've gone yeah. to the States as well. Mine is also rap-based, very similar, but mine's from 1990, U.S. men's national team. Okay. Soccer, when they qualified for the World Cup in 1990. This is when the U.S. men's team were essentially college kids and amateurs and a couple of other pros who were in Europe. Yeah. And somebody put money into the team to try and get them more airplay and get them a bit more exposure. This is what they came up with. It's the rap. You have yeah. to achieve your goals in a battle. I never lose because I'm a champion. I march on till victory is won. Reaching higher. Better than Daryl Strawberry. Always doing better because it's a part of the winning spirit. You got to keep your chin up and we'll be coming home with the World Cup. So put your best foot forward. Together, let's step. But make sure momentum is kept. Togetherness and unity means victory. For you and me, with intellect and self-respect, attain whatever you want to get. Togetherness and unity means victory in Italy. With dedication, heart and soul, you have the tools to achieve your goals. It's a very very positive message. Yes. Def Jeff wrote that. It sounds like a Christian Christian rapper. So this is the chorus. Togetherness and unity means victory in Italy. With dedication, <laughs> heart and soul, you have the tools to achieve your goal. Now, what is unbelievably crass about this whole thing? The video is about 10 footballers in shorts only on the beach playing keepy up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then it cuts. So there's a lot of that on the beach with hot bodies and everything else and trying to make you know these soccer players out to be kind of stars. Impressive. Then they, then, they, then they cut back to the studio of them recording the song. Mm-hmm. And who's in the video? OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. Kathy Lee Crosby. Nitro from American Gladiators. Oh, of course, I remember Nitro. Yeah, and Luke Robitaille, apparently. I don't know who that who was. Who was probably one Canadian. Is. Okay. So what he was doing in the US the socket men's team. Who knows? I don't know. So uh, I love this though. It says we thought the rap video was gonna catch a wave or something and people are gonna know us. Armstrong said he was part of the team, but nobody cared. It wasn't like, hey, I saw you in the video, man, that was great. But it was like no one ever noticed. Dear, dear. The video vanished from the airways faster than the team from the tournament as the US lost all three of its pool games in Italy and returned home to little fanfare. So the song didn't inspire the results in the end. It didn't work. <laughs> no, to be it, fair, it, though, it does sound as though they actually got their song out before the tournament, which was a problem with um, the England cricket team. Oh, yeah. Oh. The World Cup was on in uh, England several years ago, and I think the Barmy Army were involved somehow. Anyway, there was a song that's supposed to be the official song, and like, yeah, right, cool, we're going to have a song that's supporting it. Yeah. And there was a problem with the production, and it came out uh, after England had already been knocked out. So, oh, uh, that beautiful. Was, so, you know, that's, that was that, that kind of 
That must you know, have been a serious direction. production problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I've recorded a lot of music. It's not that hard. Well, yeah. you know, back, back in the day, the England cricket team could make hard work out of anything. Did, it sort of, so, did any bootleg, bootleg copies make, <laughs> make it out? So um, uh, yeah, I think, well, there's probably loads of copies in the Barmy Army warehouse <laughs> somewhere. So uh, we did another one as well in, uh, for the Ashes in... Um, was it 2009? It didn't even get I the think. chance to inspire the team. No, 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 absolutely. I, mean, I think that's why the team did so badly. That's it was why, nothing yeah, to do with yeah. the fact they didn't know yeah. which hold of the bat to end. Sure. <laughs> bat to end of them, which yeah. ended. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it didn't have that chance to inspire them. So it's a real yeah, disappointment. But, um, oh, well, I'd love to hear that sometime. Um, if, I, if I, I do, actually. The scary thing is I have got it on my laptop, okay. which is in yeah. the corner What's of the room. What's it called? So I'll send it. Um, England will win something it's got to- an impression of Tony Blair on there oh, okay. it's, it's pretty awful so yeah. I'll, um, I'll make sure you've got that so you <laughs> can got, play it on next week's show a, as, uh, I think that it never even got played that, that, yeah. could it be more of a failing that's sort of like uh, Billy Idol not performing at the <laughs> yeah, Rugby League that year right. when he went on a hovercraft so when I knew Paul was coming on I was yeah. actually because I have got a copy of uh, uh, one of the Barmy Army songs which is actually quite Catchy. It's not a bad song. Mm. So I was going to bring that in today just specifically for Paul, but I thought, no, I don't want to remind him of it. We did no. want... Uh, there's been, been two or three forays into the recording studio Ooh, for yeah. the Barmy Army. Um, <laughs> so we did one in 2009 called Hey Hey Ricky. Yes, that's um, I remember that, that one. Yeah, that so, got some uh, airplay over here, actually. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, there was supposed to, we were supposed to have done some deal with, I think it was the Sun or someone, and they were going to give us mm. some promotion. So we were like, well, you know what, that's, a, that's the kind of thing. Yep. Unfortunately, on the day it got released, Michael Jackson died, so they had 20 pages of Michael Jackson died. Oh. And somehow a bunch of numpties sort of singing crap about sort of Gilchrist and Hayden and that <laughs> lot. Didn't seem to be as important as the Prince of Pop sort of pop in his clock. So, uh, yeah, that never really took off either. Disappointing news. That's like like when the day when uh, they released Seinfeld to go on on TV and um, they invaded Iraq on the same day. No one watched the first show. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. The timing's timing's rough like that. What do you think of the Beige Brigade in, in New Zealand? They've uh, they've they're sort of chugging along okay. They've got the alternative commentary collective now, so it's a guy named Mike Lane. They're brilliant. I love going over. I mean, we yeah. love New Zealand anyway. It's a beautiful country. Obviously, um, mm. got some really nice cricket grounds. Looking forward to going to Christchurch next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have it's, it's kind of funny. They have more of that mentality that the English boys do, but yeah. there's less of them. We were in Dunedin <laughs> yeah. um, three or four years ago and there was these guys and there was about four or five of them. Turned out they were in a band, but like they turned up every day with their instruments and they'd written different songs. <laughs> yes. they, were, they were kind of, you know, better than some of ours, if we're honest, because they were actually musicians. And we were just like, but it was brilliant. We had a right laugh with them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the same with the um, South Africans. We were there sort of 18 months ago um, and you know they came and they had their song sheet so it was yeah. a bit forced but you know what mm. they gave it a crack and yeah, it was a good laugh yeah. but also there's sort of I think there's less animosity there so we're happy to talk, yeah. trade songs with yeah, them yeah. Yeah. and tell them that we've got 23 rand to the pound which for some reason I thought might be a little bit insensitive and they seemed to think it was absolutely hilarious but I met a guy last night and he said oh mate there was this video clip he didn't say it in an Australian accent because he was South African but he said oh yeah. he goes there was a video clip uh, Last time you guys were were over in South Africa, about twenty three rounds to the pound that went viral, and I was like, "Yeah, I know, I was in it." And he was just like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. 
Facts Alive. Facts Alive. Are we going with just going back to where we were last time, last year or something like that? Have you got yeah, something yeah, special? Yeah. We were back in Australia. No. We were, 22nd of April. Surf life saving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That so was nice hanging out at the beach It was kind of nice hanging yeah. out at the beach, but it was... Uh, My feet got sunburnt. It looks exhausting work. They, they look like extremely fit people, those guys. Yeah. I just I couldn't be asked really doing that, all that, <laughs> jumping through that, you know, saving lives What's the benefit in that? What's the benefit of yeah, saving yeah. lives in Australia where everyone lives life. from 5Ks from the yeah. coast? <laughs> oh, so, yeah, surf life It's interesting that uh, the crowds, how many people, I mean, it was the Australian national titles. But, Huge uh, crowds. Oh, I tell you what I did quite enjoy was the Baywatch style running for the sticks. The beach flags. Yeah, there's, there's only yeah. There's five sprinters so and only sprint four. sprint over 20 metres. You so must have seen Baywatch, Paul. I mean, uh, in, in Indonesia, you'd be living, living in the beach. You must be a beach type person. Uh, yeah, he's ridiculous not to, but it's quite funny yeah. over there because the sort of they don't quite have that they have lifesavers, but I'm not sure whether they've ever saved a life. Okay, uh, it tends to mainly be give a young kid a whistle. Okay, and yeah. when you see people get into the rips, you mm. just basically hear people whistling, and nobody <laughs> pays a blind bit of notice. So they're just yeah. going. It's like, you know what, mate? You're just going to attract all the dogs. You're annoying me, and the people you're trying to get out can't hear you. Yeah. So you know what? Let's just get on with it. So. So beach flags, if people don't know, they put a little bit of hose, put it in the sand, and you sprint over 20 minutes. So 10 people start, and there's only nine bits of hose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you dive, you grab a bit of hose. One, the person who doesn't get the hose is eliminated, and you go through till there's two people left. Yeah. And that's it. So that's and it, it ends up being on two on one. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one thing. Broken arms. Rather obvious question. Yeah. What on earth is the point of that? Well, that's a very good question. I don't know yeah. what it's got to I do think with lifesaving. Like, I think it's, it's the same as the guy who hit the wall earlier. Yeah. It's just off the mark sprinting. Who's quick yeah. off the mark? Get the fast switch. So Jonah Lomber, if he was 10 but meters. It, I don't think it helps save lives and directly well, the in other terms thing of the is, actual. Unless there's, unless there's a length of hose that's drowning. Basically, what we're saying is it makes complete sense. That's what we're saying. It makes more sense than running into a wall yes so yeah the, the weird thing about that beach flags is you have to start lying on the sand with your mm. chin on your hands don't you that's the yeah, starting that's right. position is and just... do you face the opposite direction yeah as well? you do you face the opposite direction. and like you that say that makes sense though because that's how most people sunbathe if you think oh, about it so yeah. it's the kind of noise you've got to get oh, up someone's you know. dying turn and run yeah absolutely. Yeah, 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 there is yeah, method yeah. to the madness mm. well so that was uh, that that's was very yeah, brief that was very brief and then after that we came down went to the AFL I think was it we did which is this week so we we well, did the AFL it? and the rugby league on the same day. Yeah, Mr. Winslow, <clears throat> you've just told me this morning as well. There's a there's a new book out. It's got nothing to do with sport though, but I'd obviously love you to promote it while you're here talking to thousands. Well, that's tens. Very, very very kind of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, having written two books about um, going around the world and getting drunk and watching cricket, um, mm. I, I ended up writing one on um, living in Bali. So they say write what you know, and I'm, I'm sticking to that script very very rigidly when it comes to writing books. So. Uh, so yeah, it's called Culture Shock Bali. Um, it's all about what it's like to live in Bali and be an expat in Bali. So um, you know, there's some practical stuff in there, but the, you know, a lot of sort of anecdotal stuff about yeah. uh, the crazy stuff that happens. Um, you know, it's um, it is it is a different way of life um, over there, and some of the things that happen just make you go, "Wow, that's that's pretty full on." But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, Culture Shock Bali is number three. So who knows what will be number four? Beautiful. I love that. But you're such a local now that you'd be like, uh, you know, where to avoid tourist areas and stuff, or how does it sort of work in that regard? I mean, I actually still, I live in one of the main tourist areas. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of finding a way, you know, you can't really escape it because it's just is, you know, yeah. it is tourist. That, you know, if you what... want to live somewhere that's got the nice restaurants and the nice bars, then it's going mm. to be full of hotels and it's going to be full of, yeah, yeah, tourists. Tourists. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of realised that, um, you know, I, we all love low season, obviously, because although it's rainy season, you know, it's just a bit 
quieter there's less traffic mm-hmm. and stuff and um, I went to our local sports bar uh, was it, three four weeks ago um, to watch the Liverpool game and I realised that it, it it had started again because mm-hmm. there were like t- usually the bar's empty and there's just me and a mate and maybe three or four other people watching the football and there were 25 people in there with with their Aussie rules, Guernsey's on, mate. Going, oh. yeah, come on! I was just like, ah, oh, that's uh, the Australian bogans have invaded Bali again for another football season. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, by which I don't mean all Australians are bogans, but there are a lot of Australian bogans in Bali. So um, we we landed the. Uh, it's got nothing to do with sport. We did land from Dubai the last time I landed, and there was a bunch of guys over from Perth and going, ah, oh, is this? Uh, is this is this ours for luggage? I don't recognise anybody from our plane, but it's the only one that's actually going round. And I was just like, you know, there's a screen up there. You probably just yes, go let's have a read. I'm guessing you're from yeah. Perth, so <laughs> I think you probably are that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. you know, it, you just it, walk around and yell and see what happens and see if you get directions. That's that's yeah. That's what she was that person. I kind was of thinking. felt like I should have put them right, but it was more yeah. fun just yeah. watching them struggle. So. <laughs> that's always fun. So there's obviously a good, uh, is there much of a UK contingent there? Or is it obviously, being closer to Australia, there's a fair few, but there is, uh, yeah, I mean, the, you get a lot of football fans to go and watch the games with? Um, there's, yeah, tourist-wise, obviously, Australia is the, uh, the mm-hmm. most, um, and, and there are a few expats as well. But, um, I mean, I play football over there for, for the mighty Bali Lost Boys, so shout out to uh, yeah. to the Lost Boys. Um, the, the Indonesian Football League's the strong. It's, it's, it's a complete and utter, um, can I use the word clusterfuck? Yes. I, I just yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically when I, I got there, I've been there nearly three years, and the whole league got shut down uh, by FIFA. Um <laughs> You, when, when you get shut down by the most corrupt organisation in the world for, for not being particularly good at your job, you know mm. there's something going wrong. Um, so we ended up in a situation where a lot, of the, a lot of the pros who were out of work actually ended up coming playing for us and, and donned the mighty Lost Boys shirt, which was quite amusing for us because we were kind of playing local teams and we just all sat down, sat back and watched these guys just rip it out. But they were mm. good lads. Um, it, it's getting on its feet now. Uh, so they got back in FIFA and, and they're, they're throwing a lot of money at it. So there's, a, there's two or three sort of big names coming into it now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Michael Essien uh, yeah. signed up for a, for a team recently and then Carlton Cole. And then um, somebody sent me a link the other day saying um, they've now been banned because they played without having the proper visa. So that, ah. And that uh, can't, <laughs> kind of sums up Indonesia. Something um, of an oversight. Well, yeah, yeah, just a bit like the oversight that my yeah. friend was going through yesterday. So he was renewing his visa. So it's a year-long visa and it yeah. costs you about $2,000. And he went into the office to get it. And the girl who was dealing with him basically went into the back and started crying, saying, I don't know what to tell him. I don't know what to tell him, which is obviously very reassuring. Yeah. And it turns out that the agency hadn't actually sent the money with the key testers, so his passport's just lost somewhere. Ah. Oh. So, you know. Yeah. He's, uh, so he's in jail. No, 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 he's not in jail. He's legal. Um, Just hasn't got a passport. But he just, when he wants to get out and back in again, he's he's going to have a little bit of a a little bit of a problem. So, but there was um, one of the guys we used to play with. um, He went and got himself uh, a gig in Malaysia. So he was playing in Malaysia, not the Premier League. I think the one below. Um, We were a bit shocked the other day when we we saw a picture of him being arrested for match fixing. (laughs) Mm. Um, he'd only been there five minutes well, the, the oh. funny thing is he's, he's an absolute b- brilliant guy fantastic footballer so mm. we were all just like that he can't surely anyway it turns out he's said no nah, it, it wasn't me he's just, he was just giving evidence yeah. like, well, uh, the only problem is before they took him to sort of give evidence they put him in handcuffs so it doesn't really look good the no. next time he wants a club and he's just <laughs> yeah. like no seriously I was just giving evidence yeah, it's yeah. just like Facebook profile no yeah. no I don't think so <laughs> Oh, good, good, good. So, what's on for your uh, afternoons? You got you've got many, many friends to catch up with, and it's gonna have gone a bit of a 
It's kind of a sporting bender for you this week by the sounds. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, a you little can have bit. a go. Maybe you can do something ridiculous and it can become a story. We can talk about it next week. Well, or like I that. mean, the, the, the most sporting bender, I mean, every cricket tour is yeah. a sporting bender. And, yeah. and you know what? It, it's it, it, Everyone is basically just a marathon. You know, I mean, you basically kind of get to the ground in the morning. And especially for those of us who are soft touches, somebody, somebody <laughs> always wants to start drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you know, they kind of know that. They know their targets, so mm. it's just like, oh, here we go again. And then, of course, you go out all night. You do that for five days. Do it over Christmas and New Year, and then yeah. you're double whammied because you'll have Christmas yeah. Day, Boxing Day test match, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day test match, and it's just like, this is yeah. ridiculous. But Great. The, fa- the most famous one we ever had was called Brutal Thursday, yeah. where we were in South Africa. We decided to start drinking Brutal Fruits, which is like their equivalent of Bacardi Breezer because we were just a bit over Castle <laughs> Lager. And, um, yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> No, never in the history of human consumption has so many coloured drinks been drank by so few uh, over such a long period of time. So, in preparation for Adelaide this year, yes, day night test, two p.m. start. Yes. Oh, oh, that's going to be a well. This is it. This is what. uh, What number test is that one? Uh, Two. 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 Uh, Playing hours will be two till nine thirty. Yeah, because there's always the extra half hour nowadays. So you're getting out on the town, 10 o'clock. Yeah. And you'll be going right through yeah, till... That's a recipe for a disaster. But you get a really. bit of a sleep. So you don't have to be at the ground well, for 10.30. That's true, actually. The reality is that... It's, it's actually going to work out That's not better. a recipe for disaster. No, it's only easier. A recipe for disaster is, is getting to a cricket start. ground at 9.30, yeah, starting yeah, yeah, drinking, yeah, yeah, then getting out of the ground at 5, yeah. starting then. And so by 10 o'clock, you're absolutely polaxed. So completely... And, and there's still yeah, a few hours sure. to go, and nobody's very good at going home. So this is going to be... Yeah, yeah. God's sake. you get an extra five hours recovery. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And you can basically instead of start drinking in the morning, you can have a nice lunch, something oh. to base on, you know, and, and, and oh, go to the cricket. Be a get a, the floodlights. I couldn't have been be more wrong. Amazing. I retract that statement. What was exactly. I thinking? Take Day night cricket is the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Uh, good luck with uh, your rest of your week and your and your yes. know, keeping it together and uh, the new book. Obviously, the Promote other it. the other two uh, the other two books uh, available on Amazon or. Mm. Yeah, well, if basically, you, if, you, if you want to buy on Amazon and make me a penny, exactly, that would, that would be fine. Oh, okay. thanks, thanks for thanks for continuing the Bali dream. Well, yeah, well, you, you make a lo- make loads of money selling books on Amazon. So, well, um, but no, you can buy Going Barmy from Sports yes. Books Limited. And, Sports and that Books way Limited. I make about ten p instead of one oh, p. So, you know, it's going to make all the difference. That's yeah, yeah. like you know a third of a bottle of Bintang as opposed to the dregs at the bottom. Yeah, that's it. Every little bit counts, people. So, Good. What's coming up next week, uh, Beefy? What do we got? What's, what's, uh, what's, what's uh, in the mix for you for the weekend? Don't know. No, you no. got nothing happening. Probably nothing not. interesting in your life whatsoever. <laughs> You're just going to be sitting around, like yeah. I normally do now. Yeah, 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 good, yeah, good. Well, I can't wait to hear about it next I know. week. I'm, I'm already in, intrigued. I'm hooked. Tell for, me more. For once in my life, there's nothing going on. Paul, thanks so much for coming in. Yes, it's been a real you very pleasure. Much for having Thank me, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, 365 Days of Sport. We'll see you next week. It is 365 days.